All right, welcome back. Jimmy B and TC continues on, taking you up until 6 o'clock tonight. We got high school football, a top 10 matchup with West Des Moines Valley on the road at Waukee, our Central Iowa game of the week. But right now, it's time to talk college football. We like to go to one place when we're doing that. Our buddy Adam Kramer, Kegs and Eggs, and he joins us here today. AK, what's a good word? How we doing, my friend? Doing well, yeah, doing real well. You know, getting ready for another weekend of college football. We got the Ohio State TCU game on tap. In state, Oklahoma comes to town against Iowa State. In fact, I want to start right there. Kyle Kemp injured last week against Iowa. The Cyclone offense can only muster three points against that stout Hawkeye D. Yet it feels like everybody's playing the revenge angle. Ah, Oklahoma come in and throttle. Do you believe in revenge? Do you believe in revenge in college football? No, man, I, I think a lot of that stuff is pretty overrated when it comes to momentum and revenge. And I mean, I, I do think rivalry games are important, and it's not to say that this game is, doesn't carry certain significance based off what it what had happened the year prior, but how is that making uh, the linebacker of a certain team tackle harder once the game starts, right? Like, how is, is the quarterback going to be suddenly more accurate because – they because they won or lost last year, so you know what I mean. Like that's where I, that's where I kind of draw the line. I think it's I think it's fuel. If you want it to be fuel, uh, sure, have a blast. But once the game is actually played, they are playing football. Revenge is like once that first kick comes, people may talk. There'll be some trash talk. But they, come on, I mean, then then let's play the game. And, and ultimately, we're going to spin it one way or another because that's what we do. But the reality is, the game is going to dictate itself. We've seen Oklahoma be better on the defensive end of the field through the first two weeks. I don't know if it's great. It's certainly, I don't think, certainly up front, as good as what Iowa put on the field last Saturday. Do you see Iowa State being able to generate some offense here, being able to to do what they year, did a year ago, maybe make some plays up the field? You got Hakeem Butler out there at six foot five. Do you expect the Cyclones, at the very least, to, to make this a test, or do you see this being an Oklahoma blowout? Um, I, I think it's going to be a tough game. I mean, offensively, I think they'll be able to do a lot more um, than they, they did against Iowa. Um, and, and that's the big thing. I think one of, one of the things you've got to do is find a way to get your running game going um, is, is really, really big. But, again, you should do that. I think you can find some space against Oklahoma. The problem is if, this is, if, you, if you do want to go touchdown for touchdown, um, that's going to be hard. What, what you have to do is make Kyler Murray uncomfortable. And, and he's looked really good, but it's still a guy that hasn't played a lot of reps, still a guy that, to me, is going to make some mistakes. But ultimately, so far, it, it has, he's, been, he's been pretty brilliant, man. He's explosive. So while you need to make him uncomfortable, you have to do so with the understanding that this is guy, a guy that can beat you with his duality, a guy that can beat you with his legs, and, and you know, that's the risk of trying to pressure a guy like that. So that's, I think, the obstacle there is Oklahoma, and even without Rodney Harrison, who's a huge loss for them, is so explosive. Wide receivers are so good that an, an ugly five this game game plan, I think, is not going to work. You're going to have to muster up some points. Talking with Adam Kramer right now, kegs and eggs. You find his work over at Bleacher Report. So, Adam, uh, just a little bit over to the east and a bit south from you in Chi-Town is Notre Dame. And after the win against Michigan, not pretty, but a win against Ball State last week. You look at that schedule, not nearly as daunting as it maybe originally appeared. Rogue trips to Wake, they'll be a little tough. Vatek, sure. At Northwestern, we'll see what the Wildcats are. But it's nothing that certainly puts a scare into you. 
Are you a believer in this Brian Kelly squad? And look at this week with Vandy coming to town. Can the Commodores give him a tussle? Yeah, my concern with this game is is Brandon Wimbush. I shouldn't say this game. It's this season. Is Brandon Wimbush is the guy is capable of greatness. Um, some of those throws he made against Michigan were absolutely brilliant. Um, some of those throws we saw last week were problematic to say the least. So, excuse me. Yeah, you can, you can do this. I mean, you can do this thing if he's hot. He's dropping it in the bucket like he did against the Wolverines. And he had three or four throws in that game that ultimately shifted it, the, the, the decider. He can win you games. And what the problem here is, what are we going to chalk up last week to? Are we going to chalk it up to a letdown? I'm comfortable chalking it up to a letdown situation, given the first game. I'm cool with that. But will that sort of play out over the next couple of weeks is the question. Um, so I, I do like this team's talent. I think they've got some really good players. I think they've got some guys that are going to announce themselves here over the course of the season. But I also think there are some points on that schedule, specifically you know, going to Wake's not going to be easy. Stanford, Vatek, I mean, there's some teams here, some games that are going to be tricky. So when it surprised me, and, and also I think the narrative of their schedule being bad is starting to pronounce itself a little bit louder. So if they lose a game or two, what's that going to mean to the playoff? And that's what we're talking about here. So they're going to win a lot of games this season because the schedule says they will and because they have a good team. Whether they're a playoff team or not, I think you're going to figure that out here over the next three, four weeks. Adam, uh, three top 25 matchups. Let's get a hit on each of them, starting with an incredibly intriguing game, including the Big 12 with Oklahoma State welcoming in Boise. Rippin and company, they are putting up some monster totals yardage-wise, point-wise. They come to Stillwater, and it feels like we're still trying to figure out this Oklahoma State team with the graduations that they have. Boise, how good of a shot of pulling this one out and uh, putting themselves certainly in the path to getting into the Access Bowls? I think really good. I, I like this Boise State team, man. 800 yards of offense last week against Connecticut. I know it's Connecticut, but still, 800 yards of offense is staggering. Um, Oklahoma State, I, you know, you mentioned it. I think the feeling out process is still there given who they played and obviously given the pieces on offense they've had to replace, but they still have a really good running game. I think this could be the most enjoyable game of the week. I really do. I like Boise, though. I think Boise is for real. What will this game mean in the grand scheme of, of you know, pushing them closer to, I won't even say the playoff, because at this point we know that's probably unrealistic. If UCF can't get in, then who will? But you beat a team like this, it really does start to validate you. And when the college football playoff committee starts to rank these teams, this would be a signature moment. So it's a short spread. Uh, I think that's significant as well. The odds makers think Boise has a chance. I think they've got more than a chance. I, I think they win this game. Let's go uh, next to another 2:30 game. That is Auburn and LSU. We saw LSU come out week one in that Sunday game with most of uh, the country watching as it was the only thing going on at the time. Uh, watch what they did against Miami. I'm still not a big believer, though, in LSU. That front of Auburn's incredibly talented. That number, though, keeps creeping up. And, AK, I know you look at those point spreads, too. It's now up to 10.5. You're laying uh, you're laying some big time when you're going with Auburn in this one. Where do you sit? I, I think this game is going to be a, uh, a car crash <laughs> of sorts, to be quite honest. A human car crash because you mentioned it. These are real, Both defensive fronts here are really, really good. Um, the, the problem, the, the difference between these two, te- two teams is offense. 
you've got Jared Stidham, who I think is a, a legitimate pro prospect, and you've got LSU with Joe Burrow and an offense that I think is going to be better and take more chances. But I think realistically, this is a tough ask against a really good team. I think this is a good spot for Auburn to prove it. So um, I, I don't know if I, I like the line one way or another here. I can tell you this, under 44.5 is mm. something I feel pretty good about. I, I'd probably take a total total here with under. Finally, Ohio State making their way down to Texas, going to Jerry's World and taking on TCU. Though this is a quasi-road game for Ohio State, I wouldn't be surprised if more Buckeye fans are, are in the crowd. You've seen how, how Ohio State travels. It's ridiculous the way that they get out there. Final game without Urban Meyer on the sidelines. Ohio State has been incredibly impressive offensively. Some cracks, though, on that defensive side. TCU with that talented wide receiver core. Can they make this a four-quarter game? Yeah, I think they can, and they will. This number's come down about a point, 13.5 to 12.5. That seems a little low in, in some ways, given what we've seen from Ohio State. I, I think the question I have about Ohio State, the question we all have, is defensively. I, Oregon State was running free and making plays, and sure, they got drowned in points eventually by, that, by Dwayne Haskins, who looks like he's going to be in the Heisman discussion, but I think ultimately that's, that's what we're kind of wondering. So, I think this will be a four-quarter game. I'll say this, 59-and-a-half seems a little low. I think Ohio State's going to count for at least 40 of that. I think TCU can drop three touchdowns. I, that number seems like it, that it's there for the taking. So I wouldn't shock me to see a shootout here. I think Ohio State wins, but I do think given where the game's being played and everything else, TCU's got a shot to make this interesting at least for a while. Finally, a couple other off the board. How about Hawaii playing at 6 a.m. <laughs> Hawaii time? out at Army, who scheduled the start time for that one? That's just not fair to the Rainbow Warriors. You know, I did a story, uh, an interview this week with Cole McDonald, the Hawaii quarterback, who most people have never heard of, and that's normal. Um, guy had like zero D1 offers until Hawaii came in on signing day and said, hey man, come play for us. Three games this year, 15 touchdowns, zero interceptions. And they've done it against pretty good teams. Colorado State, Navy, I mean, they're, they're, he's played really, really well, so this is fun. Hawaii being good and scoring a lot of points, kind of giving up a lot of points, is fun. So I'm, I'm very interested to see. But you're right, in terms of body clocks, um, he left Tuesday. I know they left on Tuesday to try and get acclimated because of the time of the game. So I was talking to him before he got on his plane, and that was that was like Tuesday morning. And I was thinking, why the heck are they leaving like a week in advance? And, and that's why, because when you're playing that early, hopefully your body's got to try and adjust to it. And uh, we'll see that one 11 o'clock against Army should be fun. Finally, AK, two late-night games when Hawaii should be playing. And I like the dog in both of them. I like Utah getting the points at against Washington at home. I like San Diego State getting uh, points, getting nearly a touchdown now against Arizona State at home. Of those two, Utah and San Diego State, who should I sprinkle a little money line money on? San Diego State is the one that's interesting. Now, my concern, it, contrarian-wise, I love that when that line was sticking around four, four and a half, I liked it because it felt, you know, it felt like that's good. They're trying to gobble up as much money as they can. They're moving that line now north. I mean, that line's up to six, which is a little intriguing. So you think, sure, I'll take as many points as I can get. But Arizona State is being back. And they're moving the line as a result of that, which is very, very interesting to me. I still think that's a, a pretty good play. But Utah, yeah, that, that's another line that, man, oh, man, given, given the level of competition, I mean, that's a, that's a sneaky good game on the card. 
Um, even though Utah looked kind of inept, that's a that's a phony, weird looking line to say the least. It is. Well, enjoy it this weekend. Best of luck. What's the latest? What are you working on over at Bleacher Report? Yeah, I've got a couple of trips planned. I work get get down to Clemson, get down to Alabama, uh, get down to a couple of different places and. Uh, Story next week, which will be fun, on the oldest player in college football. I'll leave it at that for now, but the oldest player in college football is just about my age. Um, so, so old. Um, yes, but, yes. no, I'm, I'm looking forward to that and getting out to some of these games here soon. AK, be good. Good talking with you. You're going to make a tie with City next week for the Iowa-Wisconsin game. God, that, that's another one that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, to wiggle in. I need to, but I, wanna, I don't want to work for that. Oh, right? Like, I right, want right. to... I mean, that, that, you know, that's a play day is yes. what that should be. So I don't know if that will be possible or not, but in my mind it sounds great. Well, unfortunately for me, I will be in Vegas. And if there's ever a time to be disappointed oh. on a Vegas trip, it's a night game with Iowa-Wisconsin. But alas, <laughs> uh, I think I'll persevere. I think I'll be okay out there. Yeah, I think you'll do fine too. But um, it's, boy, that's going to be fun. Godspeed, my man. Yeah. Stay safe and enjoy. If you need a proxy, you know who to call. Amen. (laughs) We'll see you, AK. All right, buddy. Adam Craver checking in with us. Find him on Twitter, at Kegs and Eggs. Always a lot of fun talking college football with him. Great work. And a fun weekend of college football overall. We got into some of the big matchups coming up this week. We'll make our picks later in the program today. Jimmy B is going to be joining. Didn't even talk about the USC-Texas matchup. How about Ole Miss? Are they going to be able to score against Alabama? Are we looking at a shootout? The total in that game... 70. 70 with Alabama and Old Miss. Absolutely incredible. Should be a good weekend. Of course, Oklahoma, Iowa State, 11 o'clock for that one. Point spread keeps moving up to. Yes, I saw it at 19 earlier today. We'll take another peek before we get out of here and see where the public money is coming. It was Oklahoma earlier in the week. I expect that certainly to continue. Iowa against you and I, right around three touchdowns. The number, have a pick for that one coming up for you also a little bit later on in the program. We get the timeout coming back with more on the other side as we take you up until 6 o'clock. It's a football Friday on Jimmy B and TC, 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. We're talking college football and the NFL, our pick segment as we do each and every week with Lee Sterling here on Jimmy B and TC. Lee joins us on Fridays. We get perspective from him, what's going on, the big games of the season. But this week is even a little bit different as Lee jumps on here today because this is one of his big releases. These are the games. If you're looking to get involved, you're looking to add to the bankroll, he has been unbelievable throughout the years. 33-12 and the last 10 years on these big plays of the year. Lee, thanks for joining us today. Tell us a little bit more. When, when these big plays come along, when when you have this kind of angle, I, mm-hmm. do, do, I mean, does it make your stomach turn a little bit? The the excitement that has to be happening there. Yeah, I mean, if we usually win them and it's fun, and uh, get a few people to congratulate you if you, if you lose. I mean, <laughs> right. the house comes down. Guys are all over Twitter. You know, they bet the house on it. Um, so what I do is I, you know, I try to be very, very cautious, and I'm, I, a, a game like that has to check all the boxes. It has to be a great matchup. The weather has to be good. Coaching situation, intangibles. You know, we're looking at a lot of things, and and if if you know, you take notes when you watch games, and you find that right situational play, um, that you know it can pay off. And we've gone thirty-three and twelve over the last ten years. So 
They want to get that 40 to 50 unit play. It will be included uh, with the rest of our games. We, in fact, uh, we've won both weeks this year on our 30 to 35 unit plays this year. We're four and zero, so we'll have two more of those. So you're going to get two of those plays plus the the 40 to 50 unit play plus another nine, 10 games. So you're going to get 12 to 14 games every week. Uh, get three weeks from now through Monday, October 1st for just 297. But you have to use coupon code SAVE200. Save 200 at ParamountSports.com. Save 200, ParamountSports.com, the place to go for Leaf Sterling and those big picks this weekend and the big release of the season. Let's get into the games you got circled for us this week, and uh, let's go first to a Big 12 tilt against a former mate from the old uh, SWC, the Southwest Conference from back in the day. It's Houston and Texas Tech. I think anybody that's a college football fan knows Ed Oliver. An incredible performance again last week against Arizona. Texas Tech, they returned a lot from that defense a year ago. Maybe a problem they returned a lot from that defense a year ago in the Red Raiders. Point spread uh, seems a bit odd, though. Just a one-point favorite are the Cougars here. Where are you leaning? Well, you know, the Texas Tech team, it looks like they're probably going to have to go to freshman quarterback. Their they're starter, Carter, game-time decision. I, you know, I don't know if they can keep up with the Houston quarterback, uh, uh, Derek King. This kid is, I mean, really key in, in gambling. Never want to go against a hot quarterback. Seven touchdowns, no interceptions on the year. Already has 566 yards passing. Um, and I, I just can't figure out, you know, how this this Texas Tech team has gone from being pretty good last year to so bad. And, and I mean, so many busted assignments against Ole Miss and, and last week wasn't much better here. I like Houston, 42-35. I'm right there with you, Lee. I think that is the right side to be on in that one. A former Big 12 member, Nebraska, got Game 1 finally under their belts after the, the thunderstorm out in Week 1 against Akron. They lose a tight one to Colorado, had opportunities. Now the question is yeah. who the quarterback's going to be. Adrian Martinez looked outstanding, but he hurts his knees. So that question remains out there. Troy, we saw him a year ago, beat LSU. Didn't look good in week one against Boise. They gave up a ton of yards, but I think a lot of teams are going to be giving up a lot of yards. Point spread is 11. Cornhuskers and Trojans, where are you going? Well, the key is, um, you know, Adrian Martinez. If, if he plays in this game, definitely wouldn't give it to my clients. But he's a no-go. Got to think about Troy here. Teams, uh, they improved the most from game one to game two, and they showed an improvement uh, they were waxed by Boise, but Boise, really good team. I like Troy's quarterback, Caleb Barker. His experience uh, against Boise in week one should be helpful in his development. Uh, even through that game, he, he's completed 65% of his passes in the two games, five touchdowns, just one interception. I also like their running back, number 557, five, Jabir Fry. He hides behind the offensive line. and um, I think in this game, Nebraska's defense is going to need two or more turnovers to have a chance uh, to win the game. I think Nebraska's going to win the game 27-24, but I'm taking the 11 points in Troy. Seems like too many. I'm with you again, two for two on that. Lee, let's go next to Stillwater, Oklahoma State. And they had some pieces certainly to replace, including the quarterback position. And the aforementioned Broncos from Boise State come to town. They have been high-powered. They have been putting up monster numbers so far this season, but it is a Big 12 opponent. It is on the road at Stillwater, not on the blue turf in Boise. Broncos and Cowboys, what do you got? You know, I think Oklahoma State's down this year, and it helps that they're playing at home, 
It helps that Taylor Cornelius, so quarterback, has a couple games under his belt, but he still has thrown three interceptions combined against Missouri State and South Alabama, which not, are not good defenses. So uh, they'll score some, but this Boise defense is special. Ten returning starters from last year. I think Oklahoma State needs to run the ball to set up the pass because they have a super running back in Hill. If they get back and throw the ball 50, 55 times, I think they're going to lose the game. But, uh, I mean, this Boise defense, they held two real good running offenses of Oregon and San Diego State last year to a combined 120 yards. Wow. So uh, this is a special defense here. I think the wrong team's favorite. I'm taking Boise here, 34-28. Three for three, Lee. We're yeah. seeing a lot the same this week. Let's go to the big game of the weekend for me. And uh, it hits right at our crossroads Big 12, Big 10. Ohio State, they make their way down to TCU. Quasi-road game, but Lee, you've seen it throughout the years. Ohio State travels as well as anybody in the country. They're going to have a ton of people there in Jerry World. That number continues to kind of trickle up a little bit right now. This is one where you certainly want to make sure you're getting the right number. Horn Frogs getting 13 against the Buckeyes. Ohio State might have more fans at this game. I mean, yeah. they really travel. I remember going to the championship game when they played Miami. It was in Arizona. It was a 67,500-seat stadium, and Miami had 7,500, and that was it. And on top of that, Ohio State had 30,000 fans just milling around the stadium in downtown. <laughs> crazy, crazy. I mean, they, they travel. Uh, and, and the reason is they're good. I mean, year after year, they have talent. They get four- and five-star players or TCU, even though they're coaching up their kids, I mean, they only got mainly three-star guys, a few four-star guys sprinkled in. Uh, the numbers are good for TCU. On defense last year, and they return a lot of starters, they allowed just three yards a carry and 52% completion percentage. But against the top four teams, the four teams with top 20 offenses, uh, they gave up at least 30 points in each one of those games. And we know Dwayne Haskins is the real deal, looks like, for Ohio State, a quarterback. They have two running backs will be playing in the NFL. They got five receivers that average over 14 yards of reception here. Just too much. I think Ohio State pulls away late, 38-21. 38-21, a cover for the Buckeyes. Maybe that back door open. We'll check on that one. Finishing up here, our fifth play with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. And again, we'll get back to that big release coming up this weekend. You can get involved with Lee and Paramount Sports. Let's uh, go here in the state of Iowa. The Cyclones welcome in Oklahoma. And Lee, this is one that I also talked about, You know, making sure you get the best number. I was looking earlier today. There is a wide variance right now in Vegas for Iowa State, Oklahoma. It's as high as 19.5 at the Westgate, down to 17.5 at the Mirage. Before we get into the pick, Lee, the importance, if you have multiple accounts, if you're you're in Vegas, making sure you get the best number. How important is that if you're going to turn a profit? Oh, it's important. I mean, this game could, let's say they, they there were some 17s earlier in the week, mm-hmm. and if you only got 17 points and you're taking Iowa State, well, uh, you know, you, you, you might get a push on a game. The key, you know, key lines are multiples ending in three and seven, and, and so those things are very, very important in gambling. So, um, question to you is, as I'm watching the game, Iowa State, mm-hmm. and this guy just keeps popping on the screen, this middle linebacker, Mike Rose. Yes. He's number 23. He's incredible. Uh, he's a true freshman, Lee. This was yeah, a kid yeah, that I, he was committed to Ball State. He was committed oh, to Ball oh. State. Iowa State last year had that non-conference game up in Akron. They liked him a little bit. They went up, they watched him in his Friday night game, and they said, yeah. you know what, let's offer this kid. 
here he is starting a middle linebacker and right. not just a middle linebacker being able to you know be able to read the the zone blocking scheme of Iowa. He tackles through people. Physicality as an 18-year-old out there. I love those kind of stories in recruiting too. It's not, it's not always about just the five stars finding a right. diamond in a rough like that. What a great story for the Cyclones. Uh, yeah, I, I think if this kid stays healthy, he, he might set every tackling yes, record yes. Iowa State. Might end up being top five in the country if they get to a bowl game every year. Mm-hmm. So he's I think he's going to average twelve to fifteen tackles a game. Uh, also, like their cornerbacks, uh, Brian Peavy and number one DeAndre Payne. These two guys can I think hold their own. Ronnie Anderson plays in this game for Oklahoma. I don't play this game. Now, even though Kyle Kemp is out of this game, Devin Nolan, I think he can do a good enough job. He's got enough weapons around him. But with Mike Rose sniffing things out and two good cornerbacks here, crowd will be into it. First road game here for Kyler Murray, who's incredible, but, you know, tough sometimes, first time on the road. Oklahoma's going to win 34-24, but Iowa State covers. We are 5-for-5. Five five. We are in simpatico wow. this week, Lee. We like, <laughs> the, uh, we like the same side on each of these five games. If only you were leaving for Vegas this week. Yes, huh? yes, exactly. <laughs> well, let's set it up for a big week. People want to get involved. Your game of the week this week, Texas-USC. We talked about the big release this week. These are ones that hit a lot of the time. You hit a huge percentage where people can go for Texas USC and get involved, which should be a big week at Paramount Sports. Well, like I said, it's all available on the website, ParamountSports.com. Use that coupon code SAVE200. Normally you have to be a seasoned subscriber to get uh, these 40 to 50 unit releases. I put it with the uh, three-week package. Just use coupon code SAVE200. Brings the price down all the way to $297 for three weeks of action. And said so we have a 40 to 50 unit play. 33 and 12 on, on those games the last 10 years. Two 30 to 35 unit plays. We're on a 42 and 17 roll there. So it's all available. ParamountSports.com. Or you want my game of the week? I mean, <laughs> there, there's there's some good games out there, but but how about this game? I think it's way under the radar. Texas and USC must win game for both programs. I'll give it to you for free. Just call 800-400-9741. Start winning today. Lee, we'll talk again next week. Best of luck this weekend and that big play. Looking forward to that one. Be good, Lee. Thanks a lot. Take care. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. You can find him on Twitter at Paramount Sports also. And the releases this weekend. Folks, if you're a player, if you like to get involved, he has been incredible at this one. The time is now to jump aboard with our buddy Lee Sterling and Paramount Sports. We got picks there. We got picks a little bit later, and I let the cat out of the bag. Yes, I love the Cyclones. I think that offensively they're going to take a big step forward. I, I, you look at what they talked about, and Matt Campbell talked about the interior of the offensive line, how well they played. They're going to help out Sean Foster this week. Oklahoma, not the same defensive line they saw against Iowa last week. I think the Cyclones have a big, big effort. We'll get into that. Jimmy B will be joining us later on here in the program. We'll get his picks as well. Quick timeout. Back with more on the other side with you until 6 o'clock tonight. It's Jimmy B and TC. Welcome back. One final segment here today as we get our picks. Jimmy B joins the program to wrap things up. The part-timer, well, he's been so good at his picks, he's got to jump in here. Right, Jimmy B? Is that how this works? That is... That is correct, pal. I wouldn't miss this for the world. You know that. Come on now. A uh, a beautiful performance last week out of you, Jimmy B. You are now three and six on the season. You were sixty percent last year, Jim. What is going on this year? Too many seven Just sevens. What what's happening? Could, that that could be a factor, as you well know that. Oh, no, but, no. I know think me, I, I I know the reason. I know the reason. 
It's because you're not working. Yeah. It's because you're not working anymore, <laughs> and that's the reason for it. You don't know what's going on. Yes, I do. I'm I'm locked and loaded for this mm-hmm. week. I'm just mm-hmm. I've just started a little slower than I did last year, but I'm gonna make up for all of it. Okay, Mr. Braggadocious, how good were you last week? Well, you know, the picks that I hand out for the sports bet collective, I'm four and oh. I've handed out four winners, and you can get wow. that for a low, low price. Five picks for three dollars and ninety nine cents. That's pretty Woo. good. Hey, if I keep handing out winners like that, sportsbetcollective.com. Go buy my picks and I'll give you the good ones. Here, these ones don't matter. These are just the ones on the radio. We don't need to talk about these. (laughs) But we will hand out five picks this week. Let's start the college game, Jimmy B, and let's start up in Ames. Game number one, as the Cyclones welcome in Oklahoma. I mentioned this a little bit earlier when I had Lee Sterling on the program, talking about getting the best number. This is, depending on where you're looking in Vegas, anywhere from 17.5, to 19 and a half where if you want to bet Oklahoma get the best number lay 17 and a half you want Iowa State grab 19 and a half since I'm taking the cyclones here I'm grabbing the 19 and a half Jimmy B <laughs> I, I think there are so many things that point in their direction though for this one the performance last week everybody kind of jumping off the bandwagon I think this team is still going to be incredibly good defensively they're going to slow down Kyler Murray and company Mike Rose his performance a week ago And remember, this is Kyler Murray's first start at Oklahoma on the road. It's completely different playing at home as opposed to going in there, playing in the third biggest stadium in the Big 12. I just think Iowa State has a lot of factors pointing in their direction. Will they be able to score enough to keep up? Maybe not, but at 19.5, I have to jump on board. I just think there's too much value here. I'm going to grab the Cyclones to keep this thing tight, make it a four-quarter game. Man, this is where I run into trouble right now because a lot of the times you and I have agreed on picks, and that's brought us both down. Unfortunately, though, I'm going to have to agree again because at 19-and-a-half, I can't pass that up either. Look, Iowa State's defense, we know that it's good. It is a solid defense. I still have no clue about their offense and if that offensive line a can protect whichever quarterback is going to be there or b open any holes for david montgomery to run through particularly against oklahoma look i don't think oklahoma's defense is as good as what iowa state saw against iowa and i agree with you from the standpoint of kyler murray being on the road for the very first time do i expect oklahoma to win the game yes i do but I'm going to grab the 19-and-a-half and take Iowa State at home, just like you. All right, we're both on the Cyclones in game number one. Game number two this week, you and I making their way up to Iowa. We've talked about it this week. The last three times they've been there, they have been in that football game. Opportunities to win it throughout the years. Iowa, every time, though, has found a way to win the game, though not cover the point spread. The point spread in this one, the Panthers getting nearly three touchdowns, 20 and a half. Currently the number offshore. Uh, Some Vegas lines will start to pop up here over the next few hours. But we'll take it at 20 and a half, the number. Jimmy B, you go first. What do you got? Hawks and Panthers. You know, I... I mentioned throughout the course of the week that I was truly impressed with the Hawk defense. I really was. However, you and I got two weeks to prepare because after they had that opening loss on the road at Montana, they were off. I think that makes a big difference. I think you and I will come in prepared to stay in the game. And 
I think you're correct when you reference the fact that Iowa, for some reason, rarely covers against UNI. So I'm going to grab UNI and the 20 and a half. So I'm going to take the points here. Look, could Iowa win by 18? Absolutely. And it would still look like a, you know, a, not really a monster blowout, but they did what they were supposed to do, win the game handily. But at 20 and a half, Trent, I can't back down. I could see this game win at like 38 to 14, something like that. So, yeah, no, no, 38-17, 38 38-20. <laughs> I'm going to take you and I, and I'm going to take the uh, the 20 and a half points. Yeah, yeah, yeah stop, I'm going to do that. Stop trying yeah. to guess the points. You don't know what's going to yeah. happen there. Well, I, I have no freaking clue. I have uh, I've been four and as mentioned in my picks uh, that I've been handing out, and one of the things that I've got into is totals. Now, my favorite bet, okay. though we don't do that for for our little contest here, my favorite bet of the you and I Iowa game is the over this week. The under has mm. been the play the first two weeks. As we know with the Hawkeyes, of course, last week, 16 total points in that one. But the number out there right now is 43.5. I shade towards the under. That's my favorite play of what is out there. But I do have to make a pick. I think the offense is going to get geared up a little bit more here. I don't think you're going to see the same kind of slow start offensively. And I think we're going to see some backups late in this game. I'm calling for Iowa to win it 38-13, cover the spread, and over the total. So I got the Hawks in the over this week for my two mm-hmm. picks. So we're on opposite sides of this one, Jimmy B, as it pertains to uh, the point spread. You got the Panthers. I got the Hawks. Let's go next to the big game of the uh, national slate, Big Ten versus Big 12. Ohio State goes down to Big D and Jerry's World to take on TCU. Horn Frogs, Buckeyes, where are you at, Jim? Boy, I would love to take the Horn Frogs here. I, I really would. But I'm struggling it. with the fact. Well, wait a minute. Just oh, okay, wait. Okay. Let me get my explanation oh, okay, in first. Okay. okay. You would love All to right. because you love TCU. You're a Gary Patterson. Uh, I I think Gary Patterson has, has got some tricks up his sleeve on defense. Ohio State has not played anybody. Haven't played anybody. They've blown out Oregon State and Rutgers. But I just think Ohio State is like a real sleeping giant here. I really do. And the minus 13 doesn't really bother me. I can see Ohio State winning this game by two touchdowns at 14. So I am going to give the points, and I am going to take the Buckeyes in this game. Lay in the 13 with Ohio State for Jim. way I look at this, I does Gary Patterson have something up his sleeve? We know defensively how good he's been throughout the years. This is such a big step up in competition, though, for TCU. After playing Southern in week number one, a rivalry game against SMU, but SMU is not very good. Eric Dickerson is not walking through that door. <laughs> You're right. I, I think the step up of competition is just too much for TCU. And, and for people that believe that there's going to be some kind of home field advantage, yes, it's much closer, obviously, to Fort Worth than it is to Columbus, but there's going to be a ton of Buckeye fans there. An opportunity to see their team, to see it in Jerry World. Ohio State travels as well as anybody in the country. I agree, Jimmy B. I'm also on the Buckeyes this week. I'll lay the nearly two touchdowns. A bit concerned about maybe a backdoor cover, something on the backside. Uh, We'll see if that one's open late, but I'm with you and going with Ohio State in the third pick. Let's go to the pro game next, and we go to Pittsburgh where the Steelers are installed as a a four-and-a-half-point favorite 
against Kansas City. Overreaction to week number one. This is the way that I look at this one. Kansas City, Pat Mahomes is out there doing his thing. The Steelers look awful. Ben Roethlisberger looks terrible. But remember, Kansas City still is not a great defensive team. And you couple that with what has happened seemingly every time an Andy Reid coach team has gone up against Pittsburgh. It hasn't been pretty. This is a bugaboo. There's really not a whole lot of justification behind it. It's strictly not a play of what I saw last week, but what I've seen over the years. The play here, lay the four and a half. It feels like too much. It probably may be too much if you break the game down from what you saw in week number one, but I'm going to jump on the Steeler train and lay the four and a hook. I'm with you. Uh, look, I think James Conner is good enough to run for another 100-plus yards uh, against that Chiefs defense. I don't expect Big Ben to be picked off as many times as he was in Cleveland, and I expect him to play a lot better at home. The Steeler crowd uh, will be tremendous as well. And now you finally have some video on Patrick Mahomes and what he's comfortable in doing. I think the Steelers will win this game. Uh, they will win it by a touchdown at least. So I am taking the Steelers at home, and I will give the four and a half. Well, this sounds like the kiss of death. We got three agreements oh, here. Oh, I know. It's terrible. Jimmy B, as we await word for the Packers and Vikings, I had it on the list, but we really can't pick this because until we know the official capacity of Aaron Rodgers and what's going to happen, mm -hmm. we really can't pick this game. So because of that, is there something else in the NFL you like this week? Is there a game? I will give the floor to you for the first time. I will let you pick the game. Give aside whatever else you like this week. doesn't have to be local. It doesn't have to be Seattle, Chicago. Anything else on the NFL board that you like and you want to take a pick on this week? Um, let, me, uh, let me check this out here just for a second because there are some interesting games. The Carolina-Atlanta game is a very interesting game. Um, I kind of like that. The other game, the um, Oakland-Denver game is interesting as well as New England and Jacksonville. So do you happen to have – I don't have the spreads in front of me. Do you happen to have those uh, uh, handy by of, chance? Of course I do, Jimmy B. Atlanta, Carolina. <laughs> Atlanta's yes. favored by five and a half in that game. Denver, okay. Oakland, also five and a half. Denver favored over the Raiders. And what was the final one that you had? Uh, New England New England at Jacksonville. Ah, that, The rematch of the AFC championship game, yeah. And uh, currently New England a one-point favorite there. Hmm, interesting. All right, Jacksonville, it's up in the air if Leonard Fournette is going to be able to play at running back mm -hmm. for Jacksonville. So we'll lay off of that one. Let's go Carolina-Atlanta. All right. Uh, Carol Carolina's coming off that win over a hapless Dallas Cowboys team. Atlanta, on the other hand, opened on the road at Philadelphia, once again got into the red zone late in the game and could not score, Trent. It was a carbon copy of the NFC Championship game, and Philly ended up winning that game. And you say the line is five and a half? Five and a half is the number, Jim. I love Atlanta in this game. I think Matt Ryan and company come out guns blazing, and I just think that they put scores up on Carolina. The Panthers will get on the board, but it is not going to be enough. So I will take Atlanta minus five and a half. We disagree. Carolina and Cam Newton has played historically better on the road in some of these NFC South matchups. I don't know if, uh, though they had extra time to prepare for this matchup, if what is struggling down in the red zone can be cured 
by Steve Sarkeesian and, and company. I, I have a feeling maybe this thing gets ugly before it gets better, and Sark might be looking for new work. I'm going to grab Carolina here, grab the 5.5, that weird number right in between. It's not a field goal. It's not 7, that weird number in between. And maybe we'll get a funky score out of it, but I'll grab the points. Mm-hmm. I think there's good value here. Keekley and company going up against Atlanta. Julio Jones was targeted 19 times a week ago yes. Thursday in that loss to Philadelphia. We'll see what they can get going there. But I'll grab the points. I think there's some value there, and I'll take Carolina. So we are on opposite sides. You got Atlanta. I got Carolina. You have you and I. I have Iowa in agreements. We got Iowa State, Ohio State, and the Steelers, our picks this week. Jim, let's do a little better this week. What do you say? And I hope so, kid. I mean, we're due. We're due to have, like, an absolutely unbelievable week. So I am just going to wave my hand and say, Trent, this is the week. You think so, huh? Well, maybe. I don't know. I, You know, I'm just throwing stuff up uh-huh. in the air. So I just hope that it flies around and it all lands safely. That's what all I'm talking about. Pretty standard. <laughs> pretty standard. Yeah, pretty pretty standard stuff. What yes. do you got on the agenda for this weekend, Jimmy B? Outside of watching football, you getting some golf in, you hitting the pool. What, what's on the agenda here as we uh, our nice days start to dwindle down? Yes, they do, but it's uh, still going to be good weather and warm weather uh, for this time of the year. I am going to hit the golf course. Uh, you got to get out and uh, get as many in now as you can because it's going to change eventually. Although there are guys out that are playing golf in November when it's like 38 degrees. I can't do that, Trent. I, I like it. I like shorts and a shirt, and that's it. So uh, once it starts to get like that cold, the uh, the clubs go into hibernation. But, yeah, I'm going to sample that. Uh, I don't know if I'll make a pool or not. I might with the football that is on, and there are some really good games. And plus the fact uh, with both teams, uh, college teams, playing early, so you got to you know kind of make those uh, arrangements just so that you're in front of the television. So that's kind of where I am right now. What about you? Ah, no, you know, uh, let's see, what's happening this week? Oh, I'm going to Osage this weekend, heading oh. back home. Oh, you are? Oh, wow. Got, got the big Conan family reunion, so that's on the agenda, Ooh. and uh, me and my cousin have been working to figure out how we're going to be able to watch the Iowa UNI game. I think we got it set up, we got a projector, it's going to be out yeah, out in the family farm is where we'll be heading, so I'll wow. tell you all about the goats wow. and the cows uh, coming up on Monday, all right, Jim? I can't wait for that. Now, when you're on the family farm, do you have to, like, put an antenna up with some sort of, like, alien uh, ribbons on it in order to attract the signal? How are you going to get that game? No, we got 4G and Osage. Come on, we're fine. We're fine, Jimmy B. <laughs> okay, I'm just um, checking. I'm just checking. I'm not a bumpkin just... from Riceville. Come on, give me a little credit here. Give me a little credit. <laughs> Jimmy B, with that, we are out of time. You be good. Enjoy your weekend. We will talk on Monday. Thank you, my brother. Once again, everybody, back to recap on Monday right here, the Big Talker 1700.